I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 44 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. What's up, Who Woodies? <laughs> this is Chris. That's what we're thinking of now, right? No, I'm just trying some new things. Instead of Who Would Winners. I got some I got some ideas. What's, what else did you have besides Who Would Woodies? Well, I was running these by you earlier. I had uh, Who Men. And Who Women. Right, slash women. Exactly. Who Women doesn't really fit the pun. It's, it's like a human, but the word who. Human. And then my other one was who would wieners <laughs> instead of who would winners. Let us know what you think. Yeah, if you have a preference. If you want I'm to be leaning a, towards be a... who woodies. I like who I'm woodies. I'm thinking like when we appear at like um, Comic Cons and stuff, you can like hold up wooden boards that say who? Question mark on them. <laughs> and people will be like, what are, you, what are you doing? It's like, it's a who woody. It's a who woody. You don't know what that it is? It will be famous. It will be. Hashtag who woody. Get it treading right now. What's happening, Chris? How are you? I'm good, Steve. Anything new and exciting? Uh, I've seen two new movies. Well, one new movie and one movie I haven't seen in a while. Both of them in, pre- in preparation for this fight, exactly. correct? Research, yes. doing a lot of research for this yes. podcast. We'll get to that in one second. That way we can like do like a quick uh, Exactly. Sorry, recap. jumping the gun oh, a little that's, bit. That's crazy. Other than that, nothing new. Nothing new? Well, since we have a lot to talk about, I think we should just get right into it. I agree. I, I, have, nothing, I have nothing new and exciting really going on. Because we do have some new reviews. Yes, we do have some new reviews. Also, before we get to some new reviews, I wanted to go over some quick Twitter polls from our last episode where we uh, did some transforming uh, kitchen appliances. That's right, in honor of Transformers. In honor of Transformers, which I've heard was like Oscar worthy oscar garbage worthy the, the ra- garbage the, can at the, the oscars what's that the raspberries the golden there raspberries. is yes that's true yes so if you remember last week we did some random transforming appliances and had them fight each other we came up with some very creative names and also some steam creative steam sh- steam shot is my favorite one sudsy and sudsy those two are pretty good and I also uh, found some uh, robot-looking uh, versions of them on Google Images and posted them on that. Instagram. You could say they were robot-looking versions yeah, of them. The Sudsy one looked really, uh, really Was awesome. Was that the dishwasher one? <laughs> yeah. He looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. There's no way Sudsy would look that cool. <laughs> no, he wouldn't look that cool at all. I literally just Googled transforming dishwasher, and that's what came up. That didn't look anything like a dishwasher. <laughs> I want to see that robot make wash a dish. And then when I typed in transforming uh, water heater, that's what I got, a water heater with, like, two eyes, like, googly <laughs> eyes on it. There was nothing for it. All right. So uh, the uh, Twitter polls for those, we had four separate Twitter polls since we had four separate fights in that episode. We had Water Heater, Steam Shot, versus Dishwasher, Sudsy. Currently, Sudsy's in the lead, 80% to 20%. Oh, boy. Sorry, Chris. Hey, Sudsy, you made a great argument for Sudsy. We also have the Paddlebot, the Stand Mixer, going against Gutsy, the Waffle Iron. Gutsy's in the lead with 80% to 20% as well. All right. That one, I don't know about that one. All right. Have you voted? No. That's what I thought. (laughs) I didn't know there were four polls. Because we did four fights in that Well, I mean, it makes sense now that you tell me. Yeah. And I've been pinning each, like, one to the profile every day just to change it up a little bit. Oh, that was smart. So one's not getting more attention. We have Lactaser, the ice cream maker. Against Threader, the sewing machine. Lactaser's got to be in the lead. 60% to Threader. What? Lactaser, 40%. Did you have, like, all your family members <laughs> vote in this poll or something? You're like, Grandma, I need you to vote for me on my Twitter poll. My, my grandma would say, A, what's a Twitter, and B, what's a podcast? <laughs> She'd have no idea what I'm talking about. And next we have Suckbot, the vacuum cleaner, against Shredder, the trash disposal. 100% for Shredder, the trash disposal. That one's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So uh, The other three are in protest. You, you, are, you are striking out this episode. If I go 4 oh, do yeah. I like, get kicked off the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. You might have to. I meant 0-4. Oh, oh well, given some reviews that we've had, I think some people might feel that way. Uh, 
had to bring that up. I had to bring it up. All right, so we have a couple of reviews. Fans of the show would know whenever we get a new review, whether it's on Podbean or on iTunes, uh, we'd give a fictional background for that reviewer. You said fans of the show, but what you meant was who woodies. Yes, for the who woodies out there. All right. So uh, we received a review uh, from a fan named Andy. And he wrote... And That's I, what he said his name was. He said his name was Andy. We don't know what his name is. We, we, I, mean, we, I think we should take him at, at his name, right? I, I do. I'm just saying, there's no reason you can't use a fake name. This is correct. But sorry. Continue. Okay. So uh, Andy wrote, and I quote, Great podcast. The hosts are very creative with their scenarios and arguments. My favorite episode was James Bond versus Indiana Jones in a Home Alone-style home invasion. That was a great one. That was one of my favorites. If I could give a tip, I would say Chris should be more ruthless with his tactics. Thanks for the fun and laughs, Andy. Thanks, Andy, for that shout-out. Thank you for the criticism. Yeah. I get that a lot, actually. Do People you? tell me, Chris, you should be more ruthless in general, in life. <laughs> oh, in life. Not people just say I'm podcast. too nice. Yeah. You are a very nice person. I rarely beat people up. Rarely or And sometimes never. I deserve it and I don't. And people are like, you should, <laughs> you should have beat him up. <laughs> or her. Sometimes it's a girl. You beat up women? If, you know, if, uh, the situation is right for it. Hashtag feminism. Exactly. I don't, I don't discriminate. That's right. So, uh, thanks Andy for the shout out. Chris, you want to give Andy a little, uh, fictional background? No. Oh, I'm I'm just kidding. I got one. All right, go ahead. All right. Andy posted under the name Ad Baker. Yes. Now I realize what you're thinking. You're thinking, Chris, his name's Andy. He probably posted, he probably picked A.D. Baker because it's his first initials and then his last name. But maybe not, Steve. Maybe it exemplifies everything we need to know for his background. Ooh, all right. Which is, he is an ad agency worker slash maybe executive. Ooh. So not just any ad agency executive. He's ruthless. You know how I know he's ruthless? He recommended I be more ruthless. He is the classic 1970s ad agency worker. He knows... He knows what what sells, um, but he has a secret. He loves baking. That's why he picked the name Ad Baker. Okay, so it, it's, it shows it's his, his 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 professional profession life. of ads, but his secret love of baking. Okay, so he's he's out there. He's probably maybe he makes baking related ads. Maybe he did a Betty Crocker campaign. Maybe he worked on making the Pillsbury Doughboy more relatable. But in the back of his head, he's thinking. I can make an awesome cake right now. Do you think, since he is ruthless, yeah, do you think he's participated in any baking contests? I'm sure he has. Like cake wars or cupcake wars? I would say unofficially, because he probably keeps that a little more private. Uh-huh. But like he probably like has people over, and he's like, hey, why don't you try baking some cookies? I'll bake some cookies. Maybe we can have some other people judge whose cookies are better. I see. But wait, there's more. Oh. So um, he said something at the end of his review that I thought was cool. He said, thanks for the fun and laughs. And I like to think we do provide fun and laughs for people. And that got me thinking, you know, there's another ad agency executive who might have a similar, mm, I don't know if I should say outlook, but I'm going to say outlook on life. So um, I think he was kind of channeling his inner Don Draper from Mad Men there. So Don Draper says, advertising is based on one thing happiness and you know what happiness is happiness is the smell of a new car it's freedom from fear it's a billboard on the side of the road that screams reassurance that whatever you are doing is okay you are okay and i feel like he was saying happiness is the who would win podcast it's watching two great guys listening thank you you're welcome it's listening to two great guys argue over some silly little esoteric topic about who would win in a fight Wishing one would be more ruthless, but that's, you know, not as important as, like, the content of the show and, like, their general, like, host-like banter. And you're thinking, you know what? This show makes me happy. So here's what Ad Baker is. He's an ad agency executive who wishes he could pursue his true passion of baking. I like it. I don't think you're far off. It's possible. You've been pretty good. We we received... um a uh, message yes. from our previous so far, fan. Every fake background I've done has been almost 100% accurate. Yes. Our previous fan that we did, uh, Eric211, 
uh, he reached out to us on Facebook, and he said that we were pretty pretty close with our. He said uh, pretty background. close. He said he couldn't confirm or deny whether he was James Bond. This is true, but that's what James because he did like. sign off saying, "See you guys, Ex- aka James Bond." He never Bond. denied it. This is that's true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, never denied it. Might have been. So thank you, Andy, aka Ad Baker, for reaching out to us uh, and giving us a nice little review and shout out. Let us know how uh, your fictional background was. If it was close, let us know. If it was way off, we want to know as well. If you got the Pillsbury Doughboy campaign, if that was you, good job. If you can send us free Pillsbury uh, snacks. I'd be down. Betty Crocker, all that good stuff. Way to sell out, Steve. I'm not. I'm not promoting them. I just want some free stuff. I never <laughs> That's said, what selling I ne- out is. I never said I'd promote them. Yeah, but okay, fine. All right. So we have another review, and this is on iTunes, and it is from a listener that just wrote down a Tex Biggs O five. Would you Would you agree? That's That's the. That's proper how way. I pronounce it. Based on the capitalization. O five. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they wrote, and I quote, During the dawn of man, people would sit around a fire, the warm glow lighting their faces, as they waited to listen and delight in the stories of their people. Today, I too wait, the glow from my iPhone bathing my face, as I hope for a new episode of this glorious podcast to drop. No artistic medium could possibly rival the quiet sophistication found here. Every week, my spirit is lifted as if by a hot air balloon. Truly a masterpiece of friendship, conversation, and comedy. Wow. That was a nice review. That was a very nice review. Atex Big Zo 5, thank you. Yes. That, that, that was above and beyond. And I know what some of you who Woodies are thinking. <laughs> they clearly wrote that review about themselves. But we didn't. No. We didn't write we, that We one. honestly didn't. Honestly. I was at work this morning and I thought to myself, I said, oh, we're recording tonight. I should probably check and see if we have any new reviews. And I saw that. I went, oh, my God. And you sent it to me. I screenshot it. I sent it to Chris. The warmth of happiness that, like, emanated from my body when I read that, I can't even describe. It's phenomenal. It was great. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we don't have a name to go off of for this this generous. We have Atex Big Zo 5. That's all we need. if, If that's what you think, go ahead. Well, I think I nailed this one. All right. I want to take you back. I want to take you through my thought process on this one. So at first I was like, oh, he put a number, 05. Some people put their birthday, 05. That would make him 12 years old? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. You mean 2005 he was born, if, you're saying? If, if it was okay. 2005. Gotcha. Right. You're correct to say. If he was born in 1905, he'd be much older. He'd be <laughs> like 112. Yes. I didn't think that. Okay. I thought maybe a 12-year-old. That but, makes sense. No, no. I'm, I'm going off of that. I don't know if the 05 is his birthday. And then I was thinking... Atex, that's a weird word to choose. What does that mean? I Googled it. It has some, there's some European word called Atex, which applies to explosive atmospheres. Okay. Dealing with like the handling of explosive things. Okay. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's it. And then I was thinking, what if it's an acronym? Ooh. So I was like, oh, well, Atex is an acronym of Zeta. I looked up Zeta. It's an extinct language from Brazil. Atex? Atex. Well, Zeta. Z-E-T-A, which is an acronym of okay. Atex. Gotcha. But then I was like, um, I'm not sure. I'm going to dig a little more into this. So I looked into his review. He mentioned a couple key phrases in there. He mentioned an iPhone. Uh-huh. Looking at the glow of the screen, right? Correct. He mentioned hot air balloons lifting okay. his spirits. Right. And I was like, hmm, iPhone and hot air balloons. So, stay with me now. iPhone, made by Apple. Where's Apple HQ? Cupertino, California. Uh-huh. And then I got to thinking, I think hot air balloons are popular in California. What are the chances he mentioned an Apple iPhone and hot air balloons? So I looked into it. There's a, there's a hot air balloon festival called the Sonoma County Hot Air Balloon Classic in Windsor, California. That's only a two-hour drive from Cupertino. Oh. Get this. It was also held June 10th to 11th of this year. It just happened. Oh, wow. He probably attended the Sonoma County Hot Air Balloon Classic on June 10th or June 11th in in Windsor, California, that he drove to from Apple HQ in Cupertino. Why did he drive from Apple HQ, you're asking yourself? Because I cracked the acronym of his username. It is an acronym of I Eat X GBs or uh, I Eat X Gigabytes and then the number 05. Five translates. <laughs> Stay with me now. I'm with you. Okay. Five five in binary, 
The language of robots. Uh huh. One zero one. What's that look like? LOL. He was laughing at us because he made his his username an acronym of I eat X gigabytes. Okay. Uh huh. What eats gigabytes? A robot. (laughs) This review is from, and I'm pretty confident of this. And a robot developed by the Apple company that is sentient and has great taste in podcasts and likes hot air balloons. Oh my gosh. I think you're definitely onto something. What here. are the chances, right? Now, did this, did this robot become self-aware? Like, has this gotten out of Apple's oh, control? Yes, clearly. Why, I mean, have, why haven't we heard about this? They're keeping it under wraps. They're, this, they're trying to cover it up. This sounds like something but we need to But it's going to come out. Oh my God. You heard it here first, folks. Apple developed a robot that has become self-aware, is sentient, and is running around Northern California. And has great taste in podcasts. And has phenomenal taste in podcasts. Yes. Wow. So we got a review by a robot. I'm pretty sure. All right. The, the, the most advanced robot ever created. Yeah, one of the smartest robots out there. Indeed. So thank you, Mr. Atex Big Zo 5. Thank you. For your phenomenal... Or should we say 10110111010. He'll know what you mean. He'll know. That's it. All right. So if you liked our reviews and you want to have your own review uh, right on the air, uh, just give us a shout out on I- on iTunes or on Podbean, and we will be glad to give you a fictional background and let us know if we're close. And if you are a fictional robot, let us know. Or if you want to keep it under wraps, we get it. But Yeah, we'll keep gi- your secret. Give us a sign. Yeah, we want to know. We won't tell anybody. All right, Chris, you ready to get started? Yes, I am. Let's do it. So as always, remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? We're doing a long-awaited fan suggestion episode. This is correct, yes. I think it was suggested to us months ago. I think it was suggested back in December. I believe you, because I didn't write it down. It was December or January. The suggestion was... What would happen if the accountant from the movie The Accountant, played by Ben Affleck, Mm -hmm. were up against Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Thank you. Matt Damon. Yeah, so one of our fans, his name is Nick, uh, he reached out to us through email, and um, he suggested this fight and it's taken us taken us a while to get here but neither, neither of us had seen the movie the accountant so we were like well it. we can't do that yet we got to watch the accountant exactly and i really don't remember the born films i've only seen the first it's three it's been a while for me yeah. has been a long time so we sat down and we watched the accountant and we watched the first born movie the born identity yes in preparation for this fight yes we did it was the most research we did in a long time it really has been we're not At just pulling na- we're not just pulling names out of hats anymore <laughs> So, yeah, so do you want to talk about who you're picking, a little bit about the movie? Um, sure. Okay. So I have chosen Christian Wolf, a.k.a. The Accountant, a.k.a. a lot of other fake names. Because yes. he went between a lot of fake names in The Accountant, played by Ben Affleck. So The Accountant, relatively new movie, 2016 release, uh, two hours and eight minutes, action crime drama, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, it stars Ben Affleck. He plays a uh, high-functioning autistic, I think he describes himself as, at one point. I don't remember. He um, he was raised by a military father. His mom left when he was young, probably from difficulties of raising him. He wasn't, like, an easy child. They had issues, I mean, being, like, autistic. But um, he had a brother. He had a, he had a military father. The father was pretty tough. Big fan of exposure therapy, exposing him to the... The, the realities of the world. Yeah, he was like, you know, I'm gonna, he's, if loud sounds bother him, he needs to hear loud sounds. If bright lights bother him, he needs bright lights. He needs to learn how to deal with it. And, uh, it actually seemed pretty successful because he could deal with it. Right. Uh, he had some ritual where he'd like listen to a, like a strobe light and loud music every night and like roll out his calf muscle. Yeah. I didn't get the calf muscle thing. I thought it was gonna be explained. It never yeah, was. Never really but it. I'm fine with that. Whatever. Yeah. And, um, he basically became a, uh, an account account for hire yeah he he'd do accounting slash i don't know money laundering or it seemed to me like he kind of did shady accounting yes because he, he like funneled all of his money through like other well, businesses him personally was yeah. yeah was like hiding his income i'm guessing what he did for other people was help them do similar things he'd yeah. like work for terrorists he'd work for bad people he'd work for dictators whoever right. paid him exactly and he'd do their accounting 
and um, he was awesome. He could fight. He could shoot. Yeah, he was. He was. He was super smart. Yeah, he was a uh, great memory. Great with numbers. Then he gets hired by uh, this robot company owned by makes, um, like, robotic limbs. John Lithgow, who's like, hey, we might be missing money. Anna Kendrick told us, <laughs> and he's like, can you look into it? And he's like, sure, no problem. I'm on the clock. He came back the next day, worked with Anna Kendrick. Actually, he didn't really want to work with her. He kind of was nah, like a work alone type. Yeah, I was going to get into this later, but he's 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 pretty much Batman in this movie. You probably he, noticed. He kind of yeah yeah. Um, he found the missing money, and he's like, "Someone's stealing money from you." And then like, "All right, you can leave." And he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm not done." Oh, by the way, this is like a lot of spoilers for the movie <laughs> The Accountant. So if you want to see it, go see it. Ignore everything I just said, and don't listen to the rest of what I'm saying. So um, basically, at this point. Someone tries to kill him for some reason. I won't spoil that. And they're trying to kill Anna Kendrick. He's on the run. Someone's trying to kill him. He's got to solve the mystery. He's got to figure it out. And um, I think he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely an interesting movie. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it. I think it's a really good idea. I think it might have been executed a little better. But I, did I, enjoy I have it. like minor issues. But I, I, I probably not the same as you. No, I just had a hard time following it at parts. I was just kind of like, who's it, this it was person? like purposely told in pieces. It was told through flashback, which is yeah. similar to the Jason Bourne, the Bourne Identity, yeah, the other bit. movie. Yeah, like story pieced together through flashback, and uh, it, it could be a little confusing because it was out of order. But right. For the most part, I followed it and didn't have an issue with that. Nice. Thank you. Cool. All right. So, so you're going with the accountant, aka Christian Wolf from. The accountant, played by Ben Affleck. Yes. Okay. So I'm going with Jason Bourne, the character from the film The Bourne Identity, played by Matt Damon. Um, I'm sure everybody knows of Jason Bourne. Um, he's kind of like the American James Bond. But That's he's true. He but, is. But he's like different though, because like James Bond works with the organization, and Matt Damon is currently is always like running from the organization. Like That's he true. like he wants nothing to do with the CIA. So, in The Born Identity, there's a whole bunch of these. There's five of them. Only four of them have Matt Damon. And then one of them had Jeremy Renner. And it seemed like they were trying to start his own franchise. And that just never happened. But, uh, but poor, poor Jeremy Renner. Uh, but in The in the Born Identity, pretty much Jason Bourne, he uh, washes up on a ship in the middle of the ocean, the Mediterranean, has two bullets in the back of his back. In the back of his back, in the back of his back, in his back, <laughs> and um, he doesn't really remember anything. Doesn't know his name. Doesn't know why he was shot. Doesn't know where he was. Why he's floating in the ocean, and the movie just pretty much pieces along uh, that he was an assassin. I'm going to spoil the movie. It's been out for like 15. That's years. fair. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, that's on you. Um, but it turns out that he was an assassin who was trying to do a kill job on a. I'm, I'm assuming like an African dictator. Kind of like yeah. They, they said at one point that he was now in exile, but he, oh, yeah. he was some like political political figure. figure yeah, some yeah. political figure in some African country. And when it came time for him to do the job, he chickened out because the 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 guy had his kids with him. Uh, so the the dictator or guy uh, shot Matt Damon. That's how he got the bullet wounds in his back and kicked him off his ship. And he floated in the ocean. And then he for floated in the ocean. And then the rest of the movie is the CIA trying to pretty much kill Jason Bourne so that way they can cover up. It's your classic CIA cover right. up. Exactly. They're trying to cover up the assassination attempt on this on this uh, famous political leader. And then the other two, I don't really remember. Supremacy and Ultimatum off the top of my head. Right. Um, so I do remember the one guy who I don't know his name, Brian the, old, Cox. the old guy, played by Brian Cox. Yeah. He was important in either the second or third. Second he was like, he was the main yeah, bad guy. Yeah, he was the main that. bad guy, yeah. They had a new, a new CIA person, Pam Landy, looking for him. Basically like Brian Cox, you said his exact yeah. name. He, he like wanted to kill someone. He framed Jason Bourne for it, thinking like, oh, they'll never find Jason Bourne. Like, I got, you know, he's a good scapegoat. And they go after Jason Bourne again. And he's like, I just want you guys to leave me alone. Right. And that's that movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, spoiler alert, the the female companion he was with the, the first movie killed in the first five minutes of the second movie. Yeah. 
She's gone. Like, did she not want to be in the movie? Is that why they killed her off? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like if she didn't want to be in it, she, she wouldn't have been I in know, it at right? all. I know, right? Like, why would she just be in the opening scene? I don't know. That stinks for her. You'd think she'd be like, hey, guys, I'll be in your movie as long as you don't kill me in maybe the first five it, minutes. Maybe she thought it furthered his character. Like, it angered him so So you're saying so much. she was like, you know what? I don't need to be in this whole movie. No, I doubt she said that. Yeah. <laughs> the writers made that decision, I'm sure. It just seems like it wasn't in her best interest. Yes. I agree. All right. So let's put these two against each other. The Let's accountant, Jason Bourne, who would right. win. What do you got? All right. The accountant. What are his skills? Extremely skilled in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, he was basically, his father had him trained with multiple experts as a child, sometimes in like what you could probably consider child abuse situations. <laughs> yeah, you could say Where that. he told grown adults to just beat his children up. And even when the grown adults are like, this is too much. Yeah, even when the grown adults who... Who, mind you, signed up, accepted a job that said something along the lines of man-seeking kung fu expert to beat up my children. Is like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll do he that. Pull, he pulled the tab, made the call. He's like, yes, I would like to beat your children up for money. And he came and he's like, wow, this is actually... I wanted <laughs> to beat him up, but not too, like this, this much. Is, this is too much, yeah. So he's got hand-to-hand combat. He's got extensive weapons training. Okay. He uses a lot of guns in the movie. I, I feel like he doesn't have that much extensive well, weapons training. Well, you'd be wrong if you feel like that. <laughs> so there's one telling scene where he's shooting his sniper rifle at that one guy's house. Uh-huh. And he's really far away. And they even have the guy comment. He's like, in his binoculars, he's like, oh, that looks really far. He says how far it is. <laughs> he said a mile. I'm hel- he did I'm, say a mile? I'm helping you out right now. Are you sure yes. he said a mile? I'm pretty sure, certain he said that was about a mile. I, I didn't think he said exactly a mile, but sure, sure, that's fine. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he'll never make that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what he said. I'm just paraphrasing. Okay. And uh, Jason Bo- or, uh <laughs> <laughs> The accountant. The accountant, sure enough, three shots, three cantaloupe kills. Yeah, he, he shot lo- cantaloupe. He loves shooting cantaloupes. Well, maybe he hated cantaloupes. Maybe. That might have been a childhood thing against that's cantaloupes. True. Anyway, three cantaloupes, boom, boom, boom. Takes them all out, and the guy's like, wow, he's good. He didn't say that. Again, that's just paraphrasing. And uh, I think that just really shows a skill, like, to make a far shot like that. That's and true. And I just read the other day that some um, some sniper just, like, broke the record for longest confirmed kill shot. It was, like, two miles. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. There's but, so many factors you have to take into account when you're doing that. I know. Like, you, like I think, like, snipers have to literally take into effect, like, the curvature True. of the earth exactly when they're shooting right. that far away and the wind and everything yeah that's cool so so anyway he he has he has the sniper rifle which he uses a couple times in the movie okay he uses it to shoot cantaloupes he uses it to shoot some were guys. those cantaloupes moving uh i would guess no okay just just want to put but that on the record does, just want to put does. that on the record they were not moving like a All normal right, fair like, enough. like a normal it, human would it be it is it is so written on entered into the record but he does shoot some moving people at the end of the movie not with a sniper yeah, he, he's sniping them in the house. Remember when he attacks the... Uh, oh, yeah, but he's not a mile out. It, he didn't say how far he was, so I mean... Well, he he's still skilled with the sniper rifle. Are you okay. trying to argue with me on that point? This that, is how yeah, this, this is how you're going to be? This is what the whole podcast is all about. You're literally disagreeing with me that he's great with a sniper rifle when he shot cantaloupes from a mile away and like four guys in a house no, in I'm the saying, dark I'm saying you're taking his skill with shooting cantaloupes that are not moving and you're and applying the example to that, and of the end of the movie at the house okay but they're he's a lot closer maybe they didn't say for sure different circumstances yeah they did you saw it they didn't say it they showed it it was explicit that he was close they didn't show a reference point for measure to know oh it's less than a mile he was walking up to the house with the sniper and the guy in the house was like oh my god so he must have been within a mile or else he wouldn't have been able to see him I I do agree with you it probably was less than a mile (laughs) but they didn't even they didn't say for sure okay and they also said that he was that those um Wounds in those guys he kills were consistent with anti-aircraft fire, which means he was using, like, giant bullets to shoot these guys. So, like, we're talking, like, military through like, walls, yeah. through body armor, through whatever, like, through tanks. He's just, like, blowing them away, shredding them. Like, that's just disgusting. Like, what was left of their body? I don't even want to know. Anyway, where was I? Weapons expert. So, um... He uses a pistol in a couple other scenes, I think, in, uh... When he's breaking into the, uh, like, the bar... Into the bar. Remember, remember the thing that got him arrested? Oh, no, he got arrested because he he fought he was at, his mom's at, a, at his funeral. Mom's funeral yeah. No, remember when he like broke into the the thing that um, J.K. Simmons also broke into? 
Didn't they both break into like that oh, thing? Oh, when he's getting his revenge on all yeah, the uh, yeah, monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. He killed all of them with a silenced pistol, I think. Yeah. And hand-to-hand combat. Yes. And uh, I think he used the pistol maybe in Anna Kendrick's apartment. He, he's he's um, really big on headshots. He killed the two guys outside. Yeah. He always shoots everyone in the head. Yeah. So, like, it's a clean he's, kill. Yeah, like, he, he knows that he makes sure they're dead. Like, right. They're not getting up. Right. They're not going after him later. Uh, so so those are those are his main combat skills: hand to hand combat, multiple weapons training. Okay. He also has the assistance of his like um, British accented phone caller, who you find out at the end is is someone he met way earlier in his life. But like she's basically like a computer hacker. She can change she can change his identity, erase records, keep him off the grid. Basically, keep him. Keep him, keep him in secret, right? Because he moves around a lot. He has to change his name. A lot of his clients might hold a grudge for some reason, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so he has her, and his, he has her if, if needed. He can, he can maintain his cover, right? Um. So I wanted to ask you something. Go ahead. I wrote down in my notes. It was the very first note I wrote down when we watched this movie, mm-hmm. and I wrote down racist question mark. And I'm pretty sure I said it out loud when I wrote it down. Do you remember why I wrote that down? Because I cannot remember. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I remember you saying it. Yeah. And I can't remember why. It must why. have happened in very early in the movie. How did the movie start? Uh, how did the movie start? It, it was it was it was it was him walking up to the the where he was getting his revenge, and then it went to that was the flashback, and then it went to present day with him in his. Uh, business helping out the two old people with their accounting. Yeah, I don't remember. Man, I wish I could remember because I put a question mark after it because I was like, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. I something... think it was a joke, and I think you just wrote it down to be funny. I probably did. Yeah, I think you did. That's you most like, of my note taking. Like, what is he racist? I wish I could remember. I'm yeah. sorry. I do remember you saying it though. And then uh, he has one other thing in his in his favor potentially. He has a very loyal brother who was willing to you know fight for him if needed true so that's what i'm putting out okay for the accountant all right fair enough all right uh jason Bourne. he's had cia training not like some guy who was hired off the street to beat up children training uh he had more training than that i don't know that's what it seems like um he also is very equipped with all different types of weaponry um he's also kind of like a ghost he can move and go as he pleases uh different passports going in and out of different countries i'm not sure they found him a lot though what's that they found him a lot of times who jason Bourne. who found him the cia they found him twice they found him in his apartment because he came back to his apartment yeah they found him in the hotel he was staying at in secret okay and those would be the two times you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so they found him twice. I just wanted to uh, give an example so of those two So another times. thing we have to remember about Jason Bourne is he has amnesia, okay? And I'm going to say that's, okay. a fair, if that's fair that he is fighting you with some memory loss. So he may be making some early mistakes. But the thing with Jason Bourne, though, is that he quickly learns um, from those mistakes. And especially like, – like in the movie, like – He'll be like in handcuffs, and then just out of nowhere, he'll just like, and he'll flip like the guys over, and he's like, "I don't know how I just did that, but I know how to do that." That's what he would do with Matt, with um, with the accountant. Like they would be like fighting each other, and he might get his butt kicked, and then out of nowhere, he would just do like all these like crazy flips and all these punches and strikes and all that stuff, and he would just be like, "I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but I know how to do it." So I'm going to bring something up. Please do. In the movie, the accountant, um. One of the character's, like, autistic tendencies is involves the number three. I don't know if you remember this or not. There, there were a bunch of references in The Accountant to the number three. They started it early. He, like, uh, he had, he had, he made himself dinner and it was like three eggs, three pieces of bacon that he broke in three pieces, three pieces of toast. Three, yeah, it's three pancakes. It, it's three, three pancakes. It, it was showing up, like, basically a bunch of times in the movie. How, when he opened up the, the, the drawer, he had three utensils, one, two, three, spoon, fork, and knife, and that was it. It's not that like could had, be a coincidence. It's not like he had a bunch of them. He just had one of each, which is three, okay? But those are, like, all the utensils. Yeah, but he didn't have a whole bunch of them. He just had one of each. I'm just saying that could be a coincidence for the number three. 
Perhaps. I don't think so. Not when not when you're not when that when that's going on. Uh also the cantaloupes. Yeah, he shot three cantaloupes. He shot three cantaloupes. Okay? I was doing some research and they said that the the, the, the filmmakers purposely wanted to show that his O C D tendency involved a number three. So he does things by the number three. I buy that, yep. Yeah, which makes complete sense. While we're fighting, I would argue that he would do like three punches and then he'd have to like step back for a second before he did some more. Well, because he all, likes to do them in sets of threes, or he would shoot like three bullets, and then he would like have to stop, maybe purposely reload, and then shoot three more. Well, I would say that's not entirely backed up by the movie The Accountant, where he had to stop punching or shooting after three th- three times. But even if so, I mean, three punches from The Accountant from Christian Wolf that's enough to take you out. Like, no way, not Jason Bourne. He, Jason Bourne takes bullets and he's fine. He took two bullets in the back, and he that was That might fine. have been, like, through body armor or something. I don't know. But yeah, he wasn't wearing body armor. The other armor. thing that the accountant has in his favor is he goes for headshots. He shoots you in the head. Okay. He shot every single person he killed in the movie, the accountant, in the head. Okay. But what would happen if he, you know, shot three times, missed, and now he's got to reload, and um, then that gives Jason Bourne the perfect opportunity to come in. Well, for one. Strike him down. In the movie, the accountant, he never misses. Also, there's That's no he, evidence he, to show that... After three bullets, he would reload. You're just speculating. I'm speculating, but going off of evidence from the film. With Go, his, you're with going his, off of the number three. three. Ten, with his three tendencies. Right, but even though there were times in the movie, The Accountant, when he shot more than three bullets and didn't have to reload. Right, so that's an inconsistency. So the filmmaker should be ashamed. <laughs> so that's just a plot hole. Yeah, that's, that's a giant plot hole right there. <laughs> that's what the filmmaker should have done. Even if you did like shoot him in the body, like he would be able to take it, no problem. Jason Bourne. He can just take any body shot. Well, he took two in the back from – no, so think of it this way. Those those bullets were coming from an African ex-politician, right? Why does it Political matter figular. the race of the person shooting a gun? Think of the country he's coming from. Africa is filled, especially, like, the leaders of, like, all these African, like, nations. They have, like, all these, like, insane military-grade weapons. So I'm sure the weapons on this guy's ship – was insanely powerful. That sounds a little racist. Pro- no, no, that's not being racist. That's going off of the continent that he is from, and since he is a political leader. Sure, yeah, I guess all political leaders from Africa have powerful guns, you're saying. You're saying that. I'm not saying that. No. It sounded like that's what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. All right, that's fine. So he was able to take those bullet shots, no problem, in the back. He survived. Well, he didn't take them, no problem. I mean, he almost died, and he got amnesia. I don't think he almost died. How did he almost die? He was floating in freezing cold water for days. We, we don't know how long he was It freezing. probably wasn't freezing cold it, in the Mediterranean, I guess. And it, we don't know if it was for days, either. But it was the winter. It was snowing in the scene when he got to Switzerland. This is true, but is the winter in the Mediterranean the same as the winter in Switzerland? I'm not sure. I've never been to the Mediterranean. Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. They're, they're, aren't they close together? I'm not very I good mean, at geography. No, they're not like that close together. <laughs> they probably have similar weather. Anyway, that's that's not important. No, but I'm just so. Like, anyway, as we've established, the account shoots you in the head, but uh, being able to take a bullet to your back doesn't matter. You have to remember, Jason Bourne is quick, though. He swivels his head a lot. Yeah. Although, but yeah, think of those guys that also too. When he shot them in the head, he was like point blank range. Well, Jason Bourne wouldn't let him get that. He close sniped to him. some people in the head too. Uh, does he? Yeah, I and thought the, he just when, he, when he's the attacking cantaloupe. when he's attacking the house at the end, he he got some headshots there. When he was shooting into the house, okay, that one guy pokes his head out, and his brother has that uh, line. Okay, that's like, yeah, so he gets one. Have you ever seen a bullet go through something, something, something? So he got so he got one headshot of all the people in the movie. One or two. He killed more cantaloupes than he did humans. That's oh, that's a really good assassin. That's yeah. not true. That's he, a really good. He killed good much assassin. more humans than cantaloupes. All right, he killed more cantaloupes with a sniper than he did humans. I'm not positive of that. I, he might have killed three people at the end. It might have been a tie. I'm not sure. It's not important. He's good with a sniper rifle. He's okay with a sniper. Oh, you know rifle. what? He also killed those people in the house when um. When they were trying to kill him, when he was shoot right after he shot the cantaloupes, they had the people hostage that he did their taxes. Uh huh. He he sniped that one guy. He sniped his hand. Didn't snipe his head. The the first guy he shot in the head. The second guy, I don't remember what he did. He sniped his hand. Remember because he had his hand out the door and then he sniped his hand. But then he ended up fighting him like with his belt. Yes. So that same guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But that's he, not a headshot. Well, he killed the first guy. Okay. With so a headshot. more cantaloupes. Well, three cantaloupes plus that one guy plus a couple guys at the end with belt. 
at John Lithgow's house. No, th- I'm not counting that guy. Oh, okay. I'm counting one the one guy and then John Lithgow's house. Okay. Which I think was like three or four. Okay. So it's close to cantaloupe it's kills. close. I mean, technically, we don't know how many cantaloupes he shot. It might have been a lot of cantaloupes. But anyway, that's not important to the argument. Okay. Another tactic I might even use, and I think this would be very, very effective. I could even do this before we even start fighting. I might just be like, hey, buddy, can you help me with my tax return? And knowing him, like the nerd that he is, right, he's totally going to do it. Also, because what do accountants want in return for doing people's taxes or looking if they're getting audited? Well, what Ben Affleck wants is famous paintings. Do you have any famous paintings? Uh, I could use a lot of the money that I have to get him famous paintings. All right. Fair enough. Matt Damon has a safety deposit box filled with cash in numerous different currencies, which well, he takes and yeah. puts in a bright red backpack <laughs> that he carries around, which people are able to find him. Well, he does leave it in a train station locker. Yes, this is true. But he can use that money okay. to, A, pay Matt Damon, or not Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck, for his services as an accountant. And then while uh, the accountant is busy doing tax returns, boom, kills him. He's dead. Right like that. You just kill a guy doing your taxes like that? If it's a fight, that's what I'm going to do. That's messed up. No, man. That's what I'm going to do. And if he's like, I need a little more to you know convince him, I would say, all right, fine. I'm going to use this money. Tell me what painting you want. I'll go buy the painting. I bring it back to him. And then I would show Anna Kendrick the painting and say, hey, do you want this instead? And she'd say yes. So I'd give it to her and then kill the accountant. Because she was more interested in the paintings than pretty much he was, it seemed. No, he really, really liked that Jackson Pollock. He didn't want to sell it. He yeah. liked it above his bet. But he gave it away. He did because he really liked Anna Kendrick. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice little like love story. I don't know if it was really a love story. Did they even kiss in the movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it was a love story then. There was that scene in the hotel where they like looked like they were my kiss, but I forget what happened. I think they just turned apart and I walked think away. so too. I yeah. mean like Alright, so anyway. Even so here's here's what I'm gonna argue. So I just tricked you, pretty much. I yeah, I just you, tricked the account. You might be able to trick. Okay. Me. If you wanted to be fight really dirty and you even said before we even started fighting you're gonna hire him to do your taxes and then just execute him. <laughs> sure. You could you could do that. That's super messed up, but that's that's I guess that's your style. If if it's a fair fight, we both have characters that try to that use that have used sniper rifles in their movies. It might turn into a sniper battle. If it turns into a hand to hand combat, I think Ben Affleck's got the advantage just from being a little bigger and stronger. I'm. Uh, I think Matt Damon seems like a small little guy. No, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, Ben Affleck like so Ben Affleck fights his spoiler alert brother at the end of the movie in right. hand to hand combat. With a gunshot in his leg after, like, fighting a bunch of other people and just kicks his butt. And his brother has this, the same or very similar training to him where he should be good in hand-to-hand combat. And it wasn't, it was pretty one-sided. He was just, like, blocking everything and then punching. The only thing that his brother got in is Ben Affleck let him get punched. He let himself get punched a bunch because mm-hmm. he didn't want to fight his brother. Right. So I, I'm saying in hand-to-hand, the accountant being, having weight advantage and strength advantage wins out. I think, yes, I think that's something to note Like strength is definitely, and weight is definitely is an advantage, but you also have to look at the agility of Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne is very quick where Matt Damon, or is, uh, God, I keep screwing, messing them up. And since they're best friends, it's it's kind of, uh, yeah, they would never fight. Yeah. They would never really fight in real life. But um, since the accountant is so big and bulky, like he doesn't move as fast as someone like Jason Bourne would. Someone with all that quick, that quickness to him and that agility, um, and actual CIA training, not just some Craigslist fight for hire guy online. Um, Matt Damon would be able to quickly move around and get Ben Affleck in all these positions that he can't get out of. Just because you're strong doesn't mean you're better. Just because you're heavier doesn't mean you're better. That's very true, but I would say they're equally matched in skill, and the strength is going to give me the edge in the fight. But even even given all that, even given my propensity for headshots and beating you in hand-to-hand combat, I'm not. I might have another strategy to take you down. Oh, all right. And you already laid the groundwork for it by mentioning how you had a sack full of cash. Okay. And I'm willing to bet that Matt Damon did not pay taxes on any of that money. (laughs) 
So what Ben Affleck could do, if he was so inclined to beat you in a fight, he can nail you for tax evasion. Who are you going to nail? Matt Damon. Your character, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne doesn't exist, though. He'll find him. He he'll, he he doesn't exist. There's he'll, there's he'll find he has you. multiple different personas. How are you going to do him if all like his one persona? Look, there's we, a person with some name holding a sack full of untaxed money that's getting busted for tax evasion by the accountant. So a, how do you know it's untaxed? He's going to find out. He's a really good accountant. B, he's going to use a whiteboard. He's going to write it all down. How do accountants work? If you're an accountant in the United States, does that mean you can just go to any country in the world and just get them for tax fraud? Ben Affleck probably could. I mean, there were some U.S. dollars in that in that sack. He probably got some of that income in the United States. But it's not really income if it was just kind of like there. He he, came, he stumbled it upon it. It didn't just appear. Someone gave him that money. So the person he owed the taxes per- on that money. The person who gave it to him should have to pay the taxes. That's that's not accurate. No, that's, that's what I'm claiming. That's, that's not, not true. He, he's just gonna he's just gonna call uses amnesia. He's gonna say I, I don't remember. That's not a defense. Ignorance. If our attorney is- general can do that in Congress. Matt Damon can do that, saying, I don't remember. Look, if the Attorney General tried to cross and lie to uh, Ben Affleck, the accountant, he'd take care of it. He wouldn't stand for that. He has his code. But think of it, too, in the movie. In in the Bourne identity, there, one of his person, one of his identities, the, the it, it was like something Michael Caine, remember? Yes. It's like Henry Michael Caine or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He died. He died, and they're like, "Oh, here's the body. This is Michael Caine. He's dead. He's he's done with." Right, th- like right there, you can't get a dead guy for tax evasion. He doesn't exist. His name doesn't exist. He could not get him for tax evasion. Christian Wolf could. I don't. He's I, the best. I, I think. I think it's just by saying he's the best. I don't know. It was clearly established in the movie The Accountant that he is the best accountant. I mean, he's a good accountant. No, 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 no. He's the best. He's the. Oh. All right. When Allied Robotics was trying to catch who was skimming money off them, they hired the best. No, no. First, they hired Anna Kendrick. Well, she was their employee, and she was the one who alerted them of possible um, issues. And then, like, oh, we need help with this. Bring in the best. It's Christian Wolf. They're calling in Christian Wolf. Yep. So, we're either going to shoot you in the head, or beat you in hand-to-hand combat, or get you arrested for tax evasion. The triple threat. You have to prove it. He had to prove your tax evasion. Yeah. He had to have a whiteboard full of markers that prove you evaded your taxes. Ignorance is bliss. I don't know where that money came from. No, that's not a valid defense. You cannot use that as a defense. I think we can use it as a defense in present-day America. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I don't remember that money. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I'd have no idea. And if he was if he was getting me for tax evasion, I would just bribe him with a painting and be like, you- hey, buddy – and no, no, no. Now, bribes say, did not work on him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think a bribe would work on... If it's a Jackson Pollock painting, it might. Only if it was a Jackson Pollock painting and he knew Anna Kendrick really, really wanted that one. I, yeah, I think it might work. That would work on me, too. I think. There you go. And I think Jason Bourne has the resources to accomplish that. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to add before we start wrapping up here? Um... I was looking through the accountant facts, and I didn't see anything amazing. Anna Kendrick based her character on her mother, who was a real accountant. I did see that. Who went over the script and explained the math to her. I thought that was funny. Yep. Um, There's a scene where Ben Affleck is going through his money and stuff in his um, little camper that he keeps in the storage unit. And they show some comics, and he has Action Comics number one. That is valued at over four million dollars in main condition. I did, I did see that also. Yes, so, it's actually worth a, a yeah, good amount of money. Yeah, that was valuable. If yeah. you were thinking, why does he have comics in his money drawer? That's why. That's why. Did he pay taxes on that? Oh, probably not. He, che- he seemed like he cheated on his taxes real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you see any other facts? Oh, there's a there's a cool scene um, in his. Um, in that same camper where he has a, a lightsaber. It says, like, Luke Skywalker. Oh! I, I, I like that scene. I remember we were watching the movie, and before I decided if I wanted to do Jason Bourne or if I wanted to do The Accountant, I said, oh, he has a lightsaber. That's a weapon. It counts. Totally can use it in the fight. Right. You were going to say he was a, it was a real lightsaber, <laughs> even though it was clearly labeled as Star Wars memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, if you use that, I swear to God. <laughs> Did you have any facts about uh, Jason Bourne? 
Nothing off the top of my head. I didn't have a lot of time to to look at any. Um, but the, I mean, the, they're based off of books written by Robert um, Lundum. Ludlum, yeah. Um, Ludlum, thank you. And um, the the three that he wrote were The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimatum. And then I believe he's passed away. And people still write Born books to this day. Um, like The Born Legacy, which is the fourth movie that Matt Damon's not in. That was based on the book, The Born Legacy. And then the fifth movie was called just Jason Bourne, which I wasn't a huge fan of that title. Um, and I'm not sure if they based that on any of the posthumous books or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's possible. I found one more good one. Go ahead. You know how I said Ben Affleck played his character in The Accountant similar to Batman? Yes. So there's actually an IMDb trivia fact. The way Christian is raised by his father in most of the flashback sequences strangely mirrors much of the way Bruce Wayne trained to become Batman. Another Ben Affleck role. Now, I feel like the the, the training that he had was like in Asia or something. The scene they showed where he's fighting the guy definitely did seem in like a Asian or Middle Eastern Like an Eastern Asian country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it seemed like just like the way the the look of the area. Yeah, I I agree. Like like the layout of the the house or compound, whatever it was. Yeah, right. So maybe he just didn't get a call on Craigslist or something. (laughs) Well, I was assuming that his father was relocated there for military for a military base. True. And he's like, all right, well, I moved military bases. I got to find best kung fu fighters willing to beat up children. And he found him. And he found him. And he found him. I hope that the person that requested this fight is satisfied. Yes. And if that person uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, that fan Nick wants to reach out to us via email, Twitter, Facebook, let us know what you thought. Anything you want to add, we'll make sure that we mention it on the next show. Yeah, he's 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 generally pretty good about uh, fight and anal- fight analyzing. He's written us before. Yes. About Star Wars. Yes, numerous times. And it was uh, it's very it was, in depth. It was very well done. Very well done. Very well done. Yes. So remember, there will be a Twitter poll where you can vote to see who you think would win between the accountant, Christian Wolf, played by Ben Affleck, or Jason Bourne, played by the Matt Damon. Vote. Let us know what you think. So please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. This movie is so good. Your buddy Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. You're the accountant. I think you can give him a run for his money. Who 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 would win, the accountant or Jason Bourne? I don't even think that's. I mean, I think that's sort of obvious. I don't. Well, embarrassed that you're even asking me that. Obviously, the accountant's much more. <laughs> <laughs>